Hi there. Welcome to Wooden Teeth, a podcast about health, politics, and policy. I'm your host, Jake Williams. This month, we're going to post episodes based on conversations that we had at this year's South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. And this first episode is going to be different from our other episodes. Instead of presenting a conversation with just one person, we're going to share conversations we had with a bunch of people at South by Southwest's Wellness Expo, where we had a booth this past weekend to spread the word about the podcast. The Expo is essentially a trade show for health products, so we thought we could maximize the utility of our presence there by exploring the health and wellness industry, which includes a wide range of products that support the pursuit of physical and mental well-being. Selling products that are touted to improve health is hardly a new thing, but it's certainly getting bigger than it's ever been. According to the Global Wellness Institute, the industry is now worth $4.2 trillion and now accounts for a whopping 5.3% of economic output worldwide. It includes sectors like personal care and beauty, healthy eating and weight loss, wellness tourism, wearable technology, and preventive and personalized medicine. We came across vendors from all those sectors while we were down in Austin. So that's what we're going to do in the first segment of the pod is share conversations I had with some of the most interesting vendors that we encountered. I also want to be clear that I don't endorse any of these products and nobody paid us to feature them. In fact, I think that at least some of these products raise important questions about the role of regulation in ensuring the claims made in the course of marketing these products are not misleading and that the products are indeed safe. On the other hand, we also saw a lot of cool products that are at minimum harmless and at maximum really could end up enhancing your health. I'm going to let you make up your own mind about them. In the second segment, we're going to feature brief conversations we had with people who were perusing the expo. We thought it would be interesting to ask people about what things they thought had the most influence on their health. You might be surprised by some of the responses. Before we get to that first segment with the vendors, I just wanted to give you a heads up that this month we will be posting episodes that feature long-form conversations I had with experts in health, politics, and policy, like we usually do, but these are the ones I had down with experts at South by Southwest. I think they're some of the best interviews we've had so far, so be sure to tune in or subscribe if you haven't already. Oh, and if you want to see some photos from our visit to South by Southwest, you can visit our website at woodenteethshow.com and click on this episode link. All right, now let's get to some of those interesting vendors. Okay, so I'm here with... Peach. That's an awesome name. <laughs> I dig that name. Thank you. It's like Peach with an H. Yeah. As someone named, boringly, Jake Williams, I'm always an admirer of people with far superior names. But anyway... What um? What's the name of your organization? My Vent Box. You said this is an art installation. What's the point of the art? The point of the art is to embrace our emotions, to really feel them, to honor them, and to use them for good. And what can people find online? At our website, you can see how it got founded. Um, the story behind it and how it got created and the importance of the movement of emotional wellness. Emma has just emerged. And Emma, how was the experience? Um, it was nice. I yelled an expletive about a national figure who I'm not going to name. Um, it felt good. I, I do think it's something I would have just done any, like I scream a lot. Like it's something I could have just done on the street. But I, I'm like having these safe spaces in crowded areas. And... Uh, do you feel any physical or mental difference of note? No, because
because I felt like everyone he heard me. So I feel self-conscious about Nobody that. heard you, but I will say the one thing I noticed different is um, your speaking volume is louder coming out than... <laughs> it must be because of the box. Yeah. I'm Courtney. And the sign above your head says, Ovi, ask us about your vagina. Um, right, so that's a little hard to answer right now because you don't have a vagina. But um, the goal is we want women to get more comfortable and normalize the conversations around your pelvic health, around your vi vagina, your vulva, everything related to your sexual health. And so what products do you have here to help do that? So we have a platform uh, which has a chat feature. So anytime you have a question, you can come message us at ov.me. Someone's there is going to you know, respond to you. We also have a blog where we have different voices that aren't just the normal like heterosexual narrative of like what sex is. Um, and then our newest product is called the Box Box. So we have a curated collection of different sexual and reproductive health products that we've all tested and really love, and we send out that quarterly. Uh, OV Health is our Instagram, and then our website is ov.me. Thank you very much. Peter from Eagle Energy. And what, what is Eagle Energy, and what are these products in front of me? Uh, Eagle Energy is a uh, caffeine inhaler pen uh, infused with guarana, ginseng, vitamin B12. Gives you a faster effect as opposed to drinking uh, caffeine. Um, great, subtle feeling, not as jittery. Yeah, it's just a great, great product. Gives you energy. And is this like the same technology used to vape like marijuana or nicotine? I'm from Colorado, so we, there's a lot of vaping products uh, where I come from. Yeah, it is, uh, it is the same technology, but we've perfected our technology and formula because caffeine cannot be burned at the same temperature as other things. So uh, we've, uh, yeah, it's, it's taken us uh, lots, of, lots of trials to get it perfect. I have a one pack in my hands. If I use this, what equivalency is this to like a cup of coffee? About 10 to 20 pulls or uh, puffs will get you... Uh, same as one cup of coffee. And um, how many puffs are in a one pack? About 400. Holy crap. <laughs> okay, so I'm here with... Zaley Kane. And you're a hypnotist, is that right? That's right. And so how can your trade help enhance somebody's health? Well, what hypnosis basically is, is it's a natural state of consciousness. It's a certain speed of brainwave. And that is the state where the conscious mind and the unconscious mind are able to communicate with each other. In other words, um, what you're aware of thinking and then what you do automatically through your body, they can synchronize. And that's the place where they share information, essentially, so that they can both become more coherent. And when you're taking in data constantly through your senses and through the stories that other people are telling you, you can get a sort of traffic jam in your nervous system. And the body really does not know the difference of what is really happening to you and what is a story that you're just fixating your attention on until you go in with intention, and that's where you do it in hypnosis, and you organize the priorities of those feelings. So you can instruct yourself to become aware that you're physically safe, and that is really the origin point for health and wellness. So I think when people think of hypnotism, they either conjure a scene in which um, a practitioner is 
dangling a necklace um, hypnotically in front of them. Or maybe they think about, about that scene from Get Out. How do you put somebody in a state of hypnosis? Well, you mentioned right there, one of the most important steps for an effective hypnosis session is that the person understands what hypnosis really is. And there's a lot of Hollywood kind of myths, like it's been represented as that cartoonish way that you've said, or a sinister thing, just for the purpose of making stories more exciting. But in actuality, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. You can't be hypnotized unless you're consenting, is pretty much how it works. And then so I am more like a personal trainer who helps a client find the most efficient, most appropriate way um, to maximize their own natural strength. And that strength is really rooted in the imagination. And that is, the imagination is a faculty of the immune system. It's not just some extra in-house frill of an entertainment system. And there are several different induction methods, which is what you asked about. And the, the, the famous or infamous pocket watch is what's called eye fixation. And that's a method that can be used. It's not personally how I do it. I, I tend to go with um, assessing each client individually what will make them feel most comfortable. And because of what you referenced about people's association with eye fixation, that tends to be triggering of people's mistrust. If someone's not trusting, they're, they're not going to be in the state where they can go into that physiologically ideal situation of deep relaxation and the slower breath, the, the diaphragmatic movement that we want to see that gently massages the vagus nerves. And that's what initiates the full, fluent conversation between the thinking mind and the, and the body knowledge. How does a, a hypnotic state compare with a meditative state? It's a good question. So technically, meditation is a form of hypnosis because they both work within um, the alpha brainwave state or slower. Uh, what you and I are in right now would be the beta brainwave state, and that's when you're kind of consciously paying attention to a specific thing. Meditation, however, um, is generally it's more open-ended. So we tend to say that hypnosis is meditation with a goal. So instead of trying to empty the mind and create complete rest, which is a wonderful, important thing to do as well, with hypnosis we use that same powerful state to uh, work toward an objective, and that might be attaining clarity around something, like what is the problem, or what is this symptom trying to express to me, or which practitioner do I want to work with, or you know, uh, what is the next step? Or it may be something as concrete as, I know that I want to quit smoking, and I just can't seem to do it. Or I know that I have an issue in my marriage, and that I'm being irrational, but I just have this very old habit, this ingrained habit of negative logic that I don't know how to let go. And you simply can't do that with your mind. You have to go deeper. Okay, we're here with... Ali Borowski. And Ali Borowski, I have in front of me uh, a sign that says, find your anchor and a bunch of uh, different paraphernalia. What, what, what's going on here? Yeah, we're a grassroots movement aimed at suicide awareness and prevention. And it all kind of manifests itself into these little blue boxes. So you open the lid. It says if you're feeling lost, hopeless, suicidal, this is for you. If not, leave it for someone else in need. In there, there's a deck of cards, 52 plus reasons to live, an infographic on depression, posters, uh, resources, just a whole bunch of other good vibes. And people can add to it things that help them or things that were anchors for them. And an anchor just being anything that someone can hold on to for another day or another week doesn't have to be earth shattering or groundbreaking. It can be a smile from a stranger. It can be a crispy egg roll. 
And the idea is just to get more love into the world. Uh, we launch them organically. We leave them all over the world in self-help sections of the library and coffee shops. Or if anyone's struggling, they can reach out and we'll send them a box. Or if someone knows someone who's struggling, they can send one to them, get more love. And how did you decide what to put in the box? Like how, how do you get someone to turn the corner away from suicide? For me, it's all about the personal connections and the sincere and genuine connection. I created it because I've personally struggled and everything that I encountered with with suicide prevention was so sterile and hospital brochure-y. And I was just like, you know, how can something so personal feel so corporate? And I couldn't find what I wanted in the world. So I'm a graphic designer and I've, so I created it. There's a, there is a list of resources in there that has like nationwide different um, hotlines and websites. And Find Your Anchor is always an open line of communication to vent. We're always here. So yeah, just at more access and more genuine access to resources. I'm going to try to describe the scene here. We are in a, a sauna that is smaller than a sauna that you're typically used to. What are the dimensions uh, of this contraption we're in right now? This is about four by four by two in the back. So it's actually a trapezoid. Okay, so I'm crouching inside with with Brian. And you are the CEO of the company that makes these saunas. What's it called? Sauna Space. It's a light therapy sauna. So we're doing near infrared light therapy while we do sauna detox. So it's kind of a force multiplier. It makes the detox better and it has its own, um, you know, its own benefits. Um, it's a full-fledged sauna. So it's, uh, it's not like one of those sauna bags or sauna suits. This is a space you go in. When I close this curtain, you're completely protected from all the external EMF. You, there's no flickering light. Wait, what, what's EMF? So this, uh, this sauna is actually a Faraday cage we're sitting in. So EMF stands for electromagnetic fields. And we have this stainless steel layer in here in our upgraded model that protects you from basically all the Bluetooth, cell phone signal, all the wired electricity, all this stuff is, uh, is a nervous stressor that damages us slowly. And so you can imagine you wouldn't meditate in a polluted space. Well, you can't really heal in a polluted space, but nowadays that's not just, you know, cleanliness of the air, it's the, it's the, it's the, the voltage in the air. So our cells eat light, we're, we're light eaters. The largest portion of sunlight, so 43%, is near infrared. And that's what stimulates our mitochondria. And our mitochondria are the little healing powerhouses in our cells. They are the little intelligent actors and they heal our cells, they heal our body. If so many plastics, petrochemicals, and um, heavy metals we're exposed to, and there's no, there's no avoiding that. You know, and they're just like, there's no avoiding the cell phone signal. But if you get in here and rejuvenate your body, rebuild it with light therapy, get the toxins out, relax your mind, literally relax your nervous system with the break you get from EMF, you, you re-energize. Okay, I'm here with Leslie Short. And what are you what are you promoting here today? So I work for Mystery Vibe, and we make sexual health and wellness products. So we've got uh, a product called Crescendo that's currently available on the market. It's a vibrator. It's uh, a smart vibrator that's gender and orientation neutral. You can use it by yourself or with a partner, and you can customize the shape on the outside, and you can also customize and control all of the six motors on the inside. And then we're also unveiling uh, the one of the first, we think, wearable vibrators for men. So using the same technology that's in Crescendo, six different motors, 
giving um, vibrational stimulation around the base of the scrotum, right down to the perineum, and also around the base of the shaft. It's, a, it's really like nothing m most people have seen before. I don't think there is anything on the market like it, but essentially when it's worn, it's put through the legs, and then um, you put the scrotum through one section of it, the shaft through the other section, and then each of those key parts are surrounded by motors that are stimulating through vibration. And so on the table here, you have um, a document that talks about how sex and orgasms enhances one's health. Can you describe what the effect of orgasms are on health? Yeah, so we're very big on um, healthy lifestyles for adults, and we believe that that also includes a healthy and balanced sex life as well. And so uh, one of the things that surprises people when we tell them is that orgasms have a lot of positive health benefits. So brain stimulation, enhancing your immune system, boosting your confidence. Um, it counters pain in some cases. It improves communication in your relationships. It makes sex better, and it also encourages a better uh, night's sleep. Cool. And uh, for anybody who wants to check out your product here, where do they go? Uh, they go to mysteryvibe.com. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Jake here again, setting up this next segment. These are some quick conversations that we had with people who were visiting the expo. I asked them what they thought influences their health the most. A lot of them said food and exercise, and a few you'll hear mention that, but there was a range of other answers that I thought you might find interesting. Here they are. What's your name again? My name is Dr. Karina Loyo. So, I ask you, what is the most influential thing on your health? Believe it or not, I think it's posture. Posture determines whether or not you breathe correctly, and if you're not breathing correctly, then you're starving or asphyxiating part of your body. So that is the most influential thing on your health. I did not expect you to answer posture. So is there a posture-induced death then? I think that people, because of their posture, are feeling more tired than they need to feel. For example, you go home and you sit down in front of the TV, and when you do that, you're actually, if you pay attention to your position, you'll notice that your rib cage is actually crushing down on your lungs, and you're not able to breathe fully. And so as a result of that, your body starts to tell you you're exhausted, and so then you never get up out of your sofa. Whereas if you were to stand up straight, breathe deeply, all of a sudden you would find you have all this amazing energy. Okay, so how would you evaluate my posture right now? I think right now your posture's fine. I mean, you're standing straight, your rib cage is up. Emily. Emily, what do you think influences your health the most? Money. Uh, money would determine if I can buy better food, if I can access the gym, if I am working jobs that would actually like allow me the time off to have time to do those things. Um, so yeah, I think it all comes down to disposable income and yeah like I guess so I guess it's money slash like economic standing like you have to get past a certain threshold in order to be able to focus on something that's so important but often comes secondary to just like getting some type of food on the table or doing some type of physical fitness or even like whenever it comes to mental health and access to mental health you know like do you have money to afford a therapist if you need one or a counselor so all of these things are you know often secondary to just like living and then you can once you have like the living down you can focus more on the quality of life 
wait, let me make sure I have your contention right. Are you saying that not everybody has the means necessary to come to a South by Southwest Wellness Expo to check out the latest CBD or yoga treatments? That is exactly what I'm saying. Bold, bold. Mira, sleep. Because of how I feel if I don't get enough and what the effects are for my overall health. All right, look at my face. Do you think that I got enough sleep last night or not enough sleep last night? Grace, love, and joy. I like that answer. Why do you think, why grace, love, and joy? It allows you to work with the four agreements and not to have any stress, so cancer can come in through stress. Money has nothing to do with health. Yeah. F that question for money. It's all about joy and love and forgiveness. My attitude towards my health. Really? And what? how would you assess your attitude towards your health right now? Uh, I would assess it as medium. So would you regard yourself to be medium health as a consequence? Yes. <laughs> Are you saying that positivity has an effect on your mental health and consequent state of being? Or are you saying your attitude has some other sort of manifestation? I mean, my belief that I can change my health. Uh, so if I think, oh, I can, I can do something about this, then I, then I will. But if I don't have that uh, ownership of it, then, then I won't do anything about it. Uh, Ajit? And what is the most influential thing on your health? Uh, the public policies. I, are you just saying that because... I have gray hairs. I tell exactly what's on my mind. And what do you think are the most important public policies that influence our health? So what is happening in the United States, especially, the, the policymakers at the top, they are designing the po policy, which are not really helpful for the patients. In Europe, uh, you have, you know, you almost get the same standard of uh, treatment, but why do we spend so much money here? Because, because of the policies. And I think uh, we should start addressing the policy first. Uh, that will force companies uh, to change their policy. Basically, the patients will benefit, you know, the good treatment at a lower cost. Uh, so, yeah. Nehemiah Pitts III. I would say my spirituality, it humbles me, I think, more than anything else to my mortality. It's, it's healthy to realize you're gonna die, right? It is. You know, I really think it's important to be mindful uh, and to be memorable, you know, when it comes to history and a lot of the things humans have been through. It helps to, to humble you and really ground you in, into the stardust that we really are. Wow, this is like the most profound response I've gotten all day. Thank you very much. Janine Clark. My mental health. I try to meditate every morning and if I don't I try to take a deep breath when I notice myself tensing up uh, and movement is always a place for me to feel connected to myself and more well and so anytime I'm walking or if I'm doing my dance class or my yoga practice that's where I can connect to myself and be reminded that I'm okay.
Okay, I hope you've enjoyed this change-up episode. I've seen that we've picked up a lot of new listeners since our visit at South by Southwest. So this seems like a good time to remind folks to subscribe if you want to check out what we're talking about each week. And next week, we have a dandy coming up for you. I'll talk to you then.